This episode of Smart Enough Know Better is brought to you by songdojo.rocks. Yes, it's a website. If you like songwriting, here is your chance for a fun and friendly environment of songwriting competitions. That's http colon slash slash, like every other website, <laughs> songdojo.rocks. Rocks! Thank you, Greg. No problem. Let's rock it out. Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 107 of Smart Enough to Know Better. It's a podcast of science. Rocks! Comedy. And ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And I'm Gregoire. And in episode 107 of Smart Enough to Know Better... I am going to be singing you a lullaby. And I'm going to point out where pumpkins come from. Also, ka-ching! And finally, what's with all those Jedi, huh? So, what have you been up to this week in science? Oh, this week in science, I, I was on the bus going to work, and I thought to myself, what a lovely sunny day it is today out there. And all that energy, like one watt per square metre of sunlight, is striking roughly where I was. And I was like, that's really amazing. Living in Australia, all the sunlight's great. Doesn't take much to turn your skin pink. That's exactly right, because, you know, we're terrible pinkies and... We shouldn't be here. With no, 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 no. Us. We, we evolved to be in Europe, and, you know, that's about like at it. A, at a different angle to chat. To- totally, totally different. And I was thinking to myself, why aren't I green? Like, wh- there's all these trees around me and grass that's photosynthesizing like a bugger. Yep. It's just like, rah, energy from the sun, and I'm running around like a chump. Yeah. Eating food and metabolizing, metabolizing chemically. Yeah, it just seems weird. And I went, well, why aren't I green? So I had to start looking into it. It was really important that I, why, why aren't animals green? Why don't we photosynthesize? And it led me down a really weird path of like what it all means. So I want to take you down this path as well. All right. When you're in your cells, do you know what you have in your cell that uh, basically is like the, the energy source of your cell, of most of your cells anyway? Is it tiny little colored ladders that are filled with spider webs, like from that infographic from Spider-Man. Sure, sure. Mitochondria. That's what they're called. Is that... Uh, <laughs> so you're mixing a lot of shenanigans there. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of mitochondria before? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, beyond other things, they're also the powerhouse of the cell. They and make you a Jedi. They do. Well, no, no, that's midichlorians, and we'll get onto that later. All right. But mitochondria... Yeah. Mitochondria are the things that, that uh, metabolize glucose... And turn it into ATP. ATP is adenosine triphosphate. Ooh, and nice. that's that's the chemical that delivers energy around your cells. That's really you need ATP to live. Basically, yeah. glucose gets turned into. You ATP. need your cells to live. You need your cells to live. It's an energy carrier, if you want to think of it that way. And you get ATP by like tiny baskets. Oh, basically, yeah, um, of oxidizing of well, it's chemical energy, not electricity. ATP is like you have to oxidize glucose. But and here's a really weird point I discovered: every day our body goes through our body weight in ATP. We create wait, what? Wait, what? We what? create our body weight in ATP. Every day, we so if why you, is it so hard to lose a couple of kilos? It, it, well, well, what happens is our body takes the glucose. Yeah. Like if you, you take seven hundred grams of glucose, your body can convert that into sixty kilograms of ATP. What? But and then yeah, converts it back into the precursors. So it's always converting into something, then back into something. There's like a process going on and on and on. Back. Okay. And forth. It's pretty bizarre, isn't it? Like, but it, how did I thought you couldn't destroy... No, you're not. You're not. You're, you're, you're changing matter into 
matter and energy and no, you're changing mixing other chemicals inside your body it's not just taking the glucose it's, oh, it's doing, okay. taking other things going hang on join that up okay join that up make that thing okay now that chemical bond go break okay we made some energy now put it all back together do it again it just keeps going around and around it's so atp is made so in your body you only have about 12 grams or so in your body at any one time, mm-hmm. but it's constantly being replenished all the time. So in one day, if you're basically your body weight in ATP, you're going to create and destroy. That's in messed one... up. I know, it's crazy. So your body needs a lot of energy, and it can't... mitochondria is what's doing that for you. And of a side thing, it looks like there's mitochondria. We didn't evolve with those. Like originally, our cells, well, before we, before we were, you know, multicellular creatures just kind of went hi mitochondria gloop and like glooped over it and went hey thanks for all that atp we're friends now so they think it was like a bacteria that we took over and i made it do stuff for yeah. us. Like, like you live in us now clever us it's, and that, so but we need to now give it glucose we need what to give, about trees though yeah what about trees how where do we get glucose from where do we get where do we get our energy from sugar sugar any sort of food gets unless it's protein corn pretty, syrup um well carbohydrates Lots of corn syrup <laughs> carbohydrates not just corn syrup nothing but you're a very healthy man very healthy man. But you can My you, heart won't stop screaming. <laughs> I can hear it from here. If you eat bread, it gets converted into glucose and other things, but it gets converted to sugar by your body. Yeah. And so that's we metabolize food, basically. Oh, don't and, we? And all, I'm doing it right now. Sort of, oh, oh my god. But plants got clever. A long time ago, plants were like, oh man, I got this mitochondria, everything's awesome. And then they went, Oh, what's that thing over there? Oh, it's a cyanobacteria. And a cyanobacteria was a bacteria that pre-plants that went, I don't know. I could use sunlight to convert water and carbon into energy, photosynthesize. Yeah. They were the first ones to do it. So plants went, hey, how you doing, glom? Grab the cyanobacteria, and that became a chloroplast, what we call a chloroplast inside a plant, the part of the plant cell that, that photosynthesizes. Mm. But we don't. We don't have that. We don't no. have that chloroplast. Bakuri? So that's the question. We probably could. Why don't we have it? It seems weird. Animals didn't go, that's a great idea. Why don't we do that? Like evolutionary wise, that seems like a really clever energy from the sun. But I just want to go back. Plants, therefore, have a cell that converts glucose into ATP, which can run the cell, keep the animal alive, keep the plant alive. And now they have another cell called a chloroplast, which can convert sunlight into glucose. So they've got, they've got a chain going on. They can go, we can make our own glucose from sunlight. The glucose goes to the mitochondria. The mitochondria mm-hmm. creates the ATP and keeps yeah. the life form alive. They don't need to metabolize food anymore. They don't need to get food from anywhere else. They can make their own food from sunlight and carbon dioxide and water. Why can't we do it? Here's the point. I was like, this seems like a scam. Why am I eating every day and it's not healthy for me? It's killing me off anyway. I don't enjoy it that much. You know, as everyone knows, I like ingredients. Yeah. And the best ingredient would be... No, 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 no. Sunlight. You don't like ingredients. Oh. You eat ingredients. I, I eat ingredients. That's true. That's true. And sunlight would be the ultimate ingredient. A bit of carbon dioxide, a bit of sunlight. Boom. Two ingredients. I'd be happy. You so, know why you don't? Why is that? Because you don't have to. You just eat them leaves. Well, you and I do you just that. eat all that's, them vegetables. I am a second generation. No, second you don't level. Need, that's a lot of that's a lot of effort for evolution to go. Oh, let's make this change sunlight in the stuff. Yes. You don't need to. You just eat, eat it. You them. just stuff it in your hole. That's it. So they do all the work. See, I like the way you're thinking there. But like a parasite. But why didn't my cells one day go? Hey, well, why don't I just get some energy from get that chloroplast, bring it in? Like, you weren't hungry like, enough. Well, you <laughs> need to want it. But the answer is actually much more interesting than that. If you look at an average Size person, and you find out well, about six foot five. They're about six foot five. Yes, <laughs> we're not talking about this again, Dan. We're not, go back. <laughs> we discuss this. 
an average person, if your skin was was full of chloroplasts, like all your cells, and so you're green and you were photosynthesizing, if yeah. you took your skin area, you would, and then you photosynthesize. Lunchtime would be naked time. Well, not lunchtime. You just roll around in the grass, but you'd, you'd only, take off all your clothes. You'd, hey, it's lunchtime, everyone. Zip. Yeah. Awesome. But unfortunately, the maximum amount of energy you could gain from sunlight would be 1%. Based of what? One of your totally da- total daily needs. Damn it! It's, it's tiny, and that's why your we. I, that's why they uh, think animals never photosynthesize because that's went, why they and that's why trees never move that much. Well, and because they have lower energy requirements, and also they, they can can't pull. sprint. It's very difficult to sprint if you're a tree. <laughs> they Sprinting can is fine. Yeah, that's true. Sprinting not so much. They can put a lot of energy. So also, they can spread their leaves out of a wide area. So if you wanted to be a human being that could photosynthesize one hundred percent, you would need to have a skin area. Of one tennis court. Well, I'm working on that with the uh, corn syrup. Well, that's, that's true. That blew my mind. So that explains why evolution didn't go, we will grab chloroplasts and we'll make it. Some animals have sea slugs, actually have some say versions of sea slugs have chloroplasts in their skin. And whether or not they photosynthesize as a way of getting energy or whether or not they're just using it as a defense or what's going on, we're not terribly sure. So some animals have done it, but not many. And that's why. You need massive skin. It's not worth the, as you said, the energy to build it in your cells wouldn't be worth the 1% that you'd get out of it. Where I could just go and eat a leaf yeah. and just get all that energy. So suck it, plants. I was going to write all this down, and I was going to write an actual little essay about all this stuff. I was, mm-hmm. like, I was really excited. And then I found an essay that answered all my questions. <laughs> and I, went, I thought you were going to say, and then I remembered... I do a science podcast. No, 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 no. I was well, no, as in I was talking about it, but I really wanted to write all this down because I found it really interesting. And I just happened in my research. I went oh, that, that answers that, that answers that, that answers that, and that answers that. Oh my goodness! So I'll put that in the uh, show notes so you can get all my research, but written by someone else. <laughs> but that's my week in science. What was your week in science like? I am still working on this thyroid thing. Oh yes, yes. I got uh, my I got thyroid stimulating hormone yes. that it's like ten times the proper level. Uh, if you're a thyroid, but, you're stimulated right now. But I'm really excited because every month. Oh, no, calm down, Dan. Jesus, that's what isn't it? That's a... I'm really, really excited. No! Oh, pooped myself. Is one of the side effects of hyperthyroidism. Is it? Yes. You can poop yourself. Well, yeah, diarrhea. Oh. So basically, what happens is when your thyroid gland is going perfect yep. then your poo is fine right but if it slows down mm. it, it gets really hard it's right. not being processed enough and if it speeds up too much yeah. it's like get it through the body baby so <laughs> I don't, I don't, i'm not gonna ask it's got to be exactly right right which it is good it's oh fine. good that's good. fine it's not yep. the thyroid is pumping out the exact amount of thyroid ism ness <laughs> um it's the stimulating bit which is trying to mm. which is going into overdrive yes it's trying to squeeze out the last bit of the toothpaste basically oh uh, no 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 this is not in relation to the poo thing oh good okay. yeah yeah okay. oh, phew. <laughs> but every month now i'm getting a blood test mm. and i'm got numerical numbers for this esoteric how do i feel question it's yeah. like how do you feel 14 <laughs> that's how i feel right. that's how much energy i have yeah but so it's kind of really fun it's like playing a game of the sims with myself so, how, so can you change things? Can you go, if I do this, this will happen. If I well, I'm go taking, running, you know, whatever. I'm taking tablets called thyroxine. Right. And so I was taking the 50 milligram ones. My TSH dropped from 40 down to 12. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be between two and four. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And she said, oh, let's nudge that up a little bit. So now I'm up to 75. Yeah. Little tiny, tiny tablets. I cannot 
forget to take them. Yeah. Like, if I miss one, that's fine. Mm. But I literally physically cannot forget because every morning I wake up and I check my phone and it's got a little reminder and it says, take thyroxine. And then I put it down and I forget all about it. But somewhere in my head, (laughs) I start singing. And every single morning, I find myself singing, thyroxine, (laughs) you don't have to put on the red... Oh, I've forgotten to take my pill. (laughs) One of the saddest things... Oh, no. ...that has ever happened... No! ...is the death (gasps) of the megafauna. Like giant sloths and mastodons. I know what megafauna is! They all died out. Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) They all died out. They're like puppies, but giant, which makes puppies. them great and I, puppies. And then diprotodons, like big wombats that wandered around going, I'm a giant wombat. Oh, it has got I'm the voice. I'm a giant wombat. Wombat. I'm not a wombat. They it is have, very sad. Wombats haven't evolved yet. I'm a diprotodon. Do be... You know. Because it, it wasn't a giant wombat. That's like saying... It sounds like a guest on Dorothy the Dinosaur. Well, he, he looks like a guest on Dorothy the Dinosaur. But I just love that when you realise, like, when they go, hang on, things in the world. Like, they discover an orchid in the world, and they go, oh, that orchid could only have been pollinated by a hummingbird with a really long beak. And they find a hummingbird with a really long beak, and they go, ha-ha! So sometimes biology can make predictions. Oh. That's for the biologists out there who yell at me when I... Yeah. When, yeah, biology is not real. Anyway, it's not a real Like science. the Bible? Like that? No, no, no. What? No, what? No, it doesn't make that doesn't make predictions, what doesn't it? No, it's also pretty not, sure it does. Most of them involve wasps and rivers of blood. Right. And... That's not that's... megafauna. No. All right. So moving on to the sadness of the megafauna. Yes. So when the megafauna were hanging around, they would do like all the giant the sloths like, again. No, no, not sloths. No, I like the sloths, but it's not sloths. This is mainly mastodons and mammoths and that sort of stuff. Hanging mammoths? No, no. What? No, the no, trees no. must have been amazing. <laughs> big trees. There were big trees back then. Anyway, the point of this is they would eat certain things, and that's. That's why they're saying we had things like pumpkins and that and big those sort of big gaudy kind of not gaudy G A U D Y but gaudy G O U R D. Wait, right? what did you think that I was envisaging? Like I, a pumpkin with a, yeah, like I, a set of Ray Bans? Lots on? of bling, lots of fabulous pumpkin. Oh no, a mastodon! I should have hidden better. Wait, what are you talking about? The, oh, like the gaudy, the gaudies for like the British. Not bunch the of people? No, 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 Gordies. If you're Gordy, it doesn't matter. It, but that's a British bunch of people too, isn't it? I was thinking Geordies. Geordie. What are you? So no, you were thinking Geordies, and I was thinking Geordie LaForge. I was thinking Gordy, as in it's very Gordy, as in it's very colourful. Gaudi? Gordy. Now Gaudi was an architect from Spain. He did Sagrada Familia. We're getting off track in a big way. Even that's amazing. Okay. That's even yeah, amazing yeah. for us. That's pretty different. good. That's... All right, let's get back to the goodies. <laughs> so pumpkins and squash and that sort of stuff. They, the Kabita family, they were very bitter and toxic to humans. So we didn't eat them. And, and small animals. Oh were... yeah, we love eating squash now. Yeah, <laughs> eat your squash. And these giant fauna would actually eat them and go like, and poo them everywhere and have a grand old time. And that's why they spread. We have talked in the podcast before about sloths. That's Moths why avocados. avocados. Yes, right. This is like the same thing as the avocados. But when the megafauna died out, the pumpkins and the squash were doomed. They were like, we have no one to distribute anymore. We Ooh. are stuffed. And the ones that weren't stuffed were the ones that didn't go extinct were the ones that humans had already gone, all right, we're, we're doing this. We're, we're taking that horrible, bitter, horrible thing and we're, we're planting it over here and we're doing some agriculture all over it. Were we doing agriculture when the mammoths were around? That, well, that was only about 40,000 years ago. So, or at least we're taking them. But we definitely had them anyway. Uh, we're definitely eating them and spreading them. We, we didn't were definitely, weren't necessarily we weren't, farming we weren't, them. Good point. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't farming them. Sorry, we weren't farming them, but we weren't eating them either. We, they think they were using them as gourds. So you 
putting things inside. So you get a you get a pumpkin, you kind oh, of and, yeah. you, and you carry around as a basket and you use it as a basket. It's only later on we started to eat them and change them into something we wanted to eat. But if it wasn't for megafauna, we wouldn't have the pumpkins we have today. We wouldn't have these massive vegetables that we, that we have around because how would they spread their bloody seeds? So thank a mammoth or a sloth or a mastodon for avocados, pumpkins, and squashes. I salute you, you giant, hairy, wombatty type things. We love you. We love you a lot. And we're also glad you're gone so that we can enjoy all the pumpkins. We, we probably ate them, by the way. I, hate to, I don't want to, That's a story for another time. We the mastodons? Argue. Yeah, I think we ate all the mastodons, and I think we ate all the So megafauna. what we can derive from this is that uh, mastodons taste better than pumpkins. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of argument about this. Like when humans came to Australia and there were megafauna around when humans turned up like forty to 60,000 years ago, but within about five to 10,000 years, they were all dead. Whether we ate them all, like there's evidence that we didn't eat them, like the indigenous Australians didn't eat the megafauna, but they died out at the same time because they out-competed. But, mm. you know... We ate all the pumpkins. We ate all the pumpkins. <laughs> Some people say that Homo sapien Neanderthalus otherwise known as Neanderthals, died out due to warring with Homo sapiens sapiens, otherwise known as us. However, others believe they died out due to mixing their genetics with Homo sapiens sapiens in cross-human species sexy times, their robust, hard-muscled bodies strongly gripping the more gracile forms of our ancestors, their full-lipped mouths pushing firmly but caringly onto ours, the deep cries of passion mixing with our higher-pitched responses, both bellowing our yearning into the frozen proto-European landscape. <clears throat> I, uh, I seem to have gotten off track. Uh, tonight on Smart Enough World, we look at another theory on why Neanderthals died out. Ugh, come quick! I have discovered something that will save us from our harsh hunter-gathering lifestyle. What is it, Zug? I call agriculture. Ooh, what it do? It allow us to grow plants near our homes so we can pick them with ease. We will be able to keep them safe from pesky herbivores and create a surplus of food that will allow us to expand numbers to many billions. That's amazing. What have you agricultured, Zug? Taste this. I call kale. It really bitter, Zug. But don't you feel superior eating it, Ugg? Not really. What else you got? I have grain crop called quinoa. It says quinoa on the sign, Zug. Don't question brilliance, Zug. Now shut up and eat. Bland and tasteless, Zug. Truly awful. Look, can't you agriculture something tasty, like wheat? Oh no, can't do that. It not paleo. And that's why Neanderthals died out. They were hipsters. How you feeling? Pretty good. Bright-eyed, bushy-tail? Sure. Good night's sleep last night? No. Of course not. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Sometimes I do. You're it does happen. massive insomniac. It does. Yes, I am a massive insomniac, yes. And sometimes people can tell yes. just by looking at you. That's, can they? That you didn't get a good night's sleep last no. night. That's because I'm punching them in the face. Different way of getting oh, black eyes. Right. <laughs> 
bags under the eyes. Oh. Sometimes when you don't get a good night's sleep, yes. you wake up, you've got big bags under your eyes. Yeah. My, like, mine go really black. Like, I think my bags are always there, but they go really dark. Yeah. Really dark. You see it in nursing mothers. Do I? New mothers. That, well, you don't look at them. Yes. But I'm looking at women a lot. Right. And you see it in nursing mothers. That's creepy. Because uh, they're not getting enough sleep. Oh, oh I see what you're saying. A lot right. of things are creepy. Yes, that's it. And I was like, well, what? How, why are the bags under just, eyes? Sorry, I just love the fact that it justifies it. Hey, Greg, a lot of things are creepy. Moving on. <laughs> Another justify it, Dan. Anyway. A lot of things are creepy, and I am not helping. That's right. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Nursing mothers. What's up with nursing mothers? Well, they get bags under their eyes. Yes. And I was like, how, how, how do bags under the eyes happen? Oh, because it's like, a, it's like the bag fairy comes in and... Most people probably do think it's magic. Yes. It's not magic. Not magic. Turns out it's is it blood? science. Is it blood? It is blood. Is it blood? It's that's, blood. That's, that's my guess. Because what happens is you get extra blood running to under your eyes. Why is that? Ah, excellent question. So I can cry blood and go, no, I didn't sleep. Do you cry blood a lot? Because the research that I said says get to a hospital now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I can't. I'm too weak from loss of blood. What happens is when you're tired, your body's like, oh, we need more energy. Mm. Like, we're not getting sleep. Mm. We, we need to be ready for attacks by mammoths Sloths. and pumpkins and stuff. <laughs> so it injects uh, cortisol into your system. Right. Releases a lot of cortisol into your system. Yes. And cortisol gets your fluids and turns them into extra blood. Really? Yeah. Creepy. So you get extra blood flowing through your oh. system. Now, your system was only evolved to have a certain amount of blood. Yes. Now it's got extra blood, so it's under extra pressure. What are you saying about my, what about my system, Dan? Like, I've evolved. Like, some, thank you, Dan. You evolved. I didn't. I was built. You know, it's a story for a different time. You were spawned in a vat. Spawned in a vat. Now, you know how sometimes you can look at someone whose skin and it's quite light and it looks like blue? Yes. The veins look blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their blood isn't blue. What? It, All those rich people lied to me. They did. Oh, son of a... That's how they got rich. No, they got rich because they keep getting bored with all those expensive spoons in their mouths. <laughs> so, <laughs> what happens is your blood is actually red. Yes. I can prove it, but let's not. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, just make me cry. All the members are dead. But when the light hits your skin, mm. your skin absorbs some of the colour, the mm. frequencies of colour, and yep. it looks like it's blue. Yeah, sure. Now, on yeah. someone with dark skin, it looks brown. Yeah, but on me, terrible. I, I look like an indigo. Yeah, indigo? No, sorry, and a um, puce. No, white. What Off are they? White. What are the white people called? Caucasians, honkies. <laughs> can I say that? I can. No, I'm one of us. That's one of us. I can call us honkies. That's our word. That's our word for us. We can yeah. call ourselves honkies. Uh, thieves. No. Um, uh, God. Colonial animals. It starts with a vowel. It starts with a vowel. Assholes. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what you want. No, people with, with really white skin and Albinos. White albinos, right. thank you. Oh, no, I just called albinos assholes. I didn't mean it, albinos. No, no, you're right. Uh, that's, um, <laughs> that's, that's not... Do you reckon albinos have pigmented assholes? Because having your anus dyed bleached. is now... Bleached. Mm. Yeah, good so point. I've heard. It bleached is... Um, why do you keep swaying? <laughs> Having your anus bleached is like this big fashion thing now. I think but it was. I don't know if it is anymore. Albinos maybe don't need to do that. Maybe they... Yeah. Wow, lucky them. Like, are their organs white? It's just melanin, isn't it? It's in your skin. Like, yeah, it's in your, your skin. Your colours... They still bleed red. They're still people. They're still going <laughs> to have, like, red flesh and... They're, they're people? They're... <laughs> don't. I have killed don't. a lot of them. Don't. No, um, it's funny when it's redheads. It's not when it's albinos. All right, that's, that's the rule. Okay, well, the fluid under your eyes oh, is God. also blood. Okay, right, yeah, but okay. it looks blue. 
Because uh, ah, once again, same reason you're under your skin. Yes. Yeah. So your body fills up with extra blood, and yes. it fills it all up in in your eyes. Uh, now your eyelids are really thin. Mm. Most of your skin is about two mil thick. Mm-hmm. Your eyelids are like half a mil thick. And your back's real thick. You have really thick back. Because we evolved, really? we evolved from quadruped animals. Mm. So the sun, your back's actually your thickest skin. Clever. So if you're going to touch someone, don't touch them on the back. That's when they're not going to feel it. Or if you don't want them to feel it, touch them on the back. If you're creepily creeping around. <laughs> now, you'll go to bed with that yes. under your eyes. But if you don't sleep, the next day you wake up and it looks a hundred times worse. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. Now, that's because of gravity. Because Ooh. usually you've got less pressure in your head than you do in your feet. Yes. Your feet are under an enormous amount of pressure. Yes. You hang upside down yep. and you'll blank out really quickly because mm. you just not you didn't evolve to be upside down yeah, to yeah. have the pressure at... Bats did. Bats did. Yeah. But you put a bat right side up and they're like, ah, yeah. oh, the uh, f*** is this? Uh, I'm confused. My feet. If we lie you down, mm. then the pressure at your feet drops, yes. but the pressure at your head raises. Mm. And so you get even more blood going into those sacks under your eyes. Man. The sacks of fat and stuff. So you want to kind of sit upright when you sleep. Uh, yeah, that would work if you well, wanted to look pretty. Yeah. But under that pressure, their blood capillaries can burst. Ooh. And so what you're looking at is actually bruising. Oh. Like just bruising where yeah, the yeah, yeah, blood yeah. vessels are broken. Huh. Um, and that's why that looks so bad in the morning. Right. It never happens to me. I sleep like a baby every oh, single night. You suck. I know. Sleep, man. Sleep. Sleep. I hate sleep. But I wonder whether bags under your eyes are also giving some sort of signal to primates to go, don't oh, that mess person. With yeah, me. Don't, <laughs> Do not. I have near. definitely learned <laughs> based on the color of your eyes. <laughs> When to play uh, silly buggers uh, and when to back the uh, fuck away. <laughs> I'm from the attacks office. Oh, uh, here are my receipts. Uh, sorry, not the tax office. The attacks office. Uh, the receipts are for killings. Oh, well, everything seems to be in order. Hey there. The next segment has some very mild spoilers for the new Star Wars film, The Force Awakens. So, if you're really trying to lock it down, then you are going to want to move ahead pretty much ten and a half minutes from... now. I mean, now. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... Not space again. You're a Jedi. Sasquatch, a Bigfoot, who is who? It's all going down at the Crypto Zoo. So should I be crying about not being able to love? Can you? They seem... What? No, what? it's awesome. They don't have to love, man. It's great. What are we talking about here? Why? <laughs> okay. It's the best okay, thing ever. I Jedis see. are the best things. All right. I'm a, I'm a Jedi. You're a Jedi. No sex. Magic no, powers. Magic powers. That's right. Uh, and great responsibility. Great. And we're talking... Spiderwebs from my wrists. No, no, wrong. Anyway, Jedis. From my spinnerets. Yes, from your spinnerets. That's right. That's the Sith Lords. But anyway, the new Star Wars movie has come out. The, the Force Awakens has come out. No spoilers or anything like that. But it made me think about the Jedi in those stories. Yeah. And I was intrigued by something I've noticed across the prequels. Yes, yeah. I, I watched the prequels, everyone, recently. Everyone did. Everyone, yes, we all cried. You poor bastards. But the, you didn't. Uh, I, the, I skipped the third one. <laughs> the, I hear I missed the best one of them all. It is, it's it even is, better than Empire Strikes no, Back. It is actually better than the other pre-parts because that's not saying much. Hey, anyway, but the Jedi... I is it better than catching Ebola? That's my met- metric. Uh, closely run. There you go. Closely run. But the point here is 
when I looked at the the big time Jedi, like there's lots of Jedi in the prequels. There's not so many in the main ones, and there's yep. and and I don't really know what's going on in the new ones. There's yogurt. There's yogurt. There's and there's there's, there's Samuel L. There's Jackson. The Scepter. Good old Scepter. Scepter Windex. He's pretty cool. Uh, there's shopping mall. Shopping mall. They're awesome. Now, all the good ones I noticed came from desert planets. Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Who, spoilers. Who becomes Darth Vader? Oh, yeah. come on. You said no spoilers. No, 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 no. For the Force Awakens. But he was born of virgin birth on Tatooine. Tatooine, yep. On the, on the desert planet Tatooine. Now, Luke Skywalker, yep. not born there, but raised did, there. Did raised by Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen, or just gonna, well, they're gonna bite it. And, you know, basically, yep. the poor murdered parents. Also, on the desert planet, yep. Princess in, Leia. Princess Leia. Twin sister. Yeah. Buckley's. On Alderaan. Can barely lift stuff with their hands. Yeah, that's right. Has to get other people, men mainly. Look, I'm just saying how I saw it. I'm just saying it. No, no, she was awesome. She was great. She's also force sensitive, but not. You're right. Alderaan didn't yeah. have the power. Now what in the sort new of planet was older on. It, it, it was a foresty wet one. It was all wet and lovely and earth like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not for long. Not, no, and then it suddenly was on fire, Boom. flying through space. In the new ones, no spoilers, but there's a lot of desert planets. Uh-huh. There's a desert planet. There's Jakku. There's a planet called Jakku in it again. And I was like, oh wait. So what is it about Jedi and desert planets? Oh. Why do Jedi? Come from desert planets. Why do the best Jedi come from desert planets? That's my question. You are playing with fire. Am I? Because the last time someone tried to apply science yes. to the Force, yes. we ended up with midichlorians. Really? Did and we? And a lot of people got very angry. <laughs> So does that, that help you in any way, shape, or form? Yes, it does. Well, what are we going to do then? Because we're going to talk about midichlorians. Uh, yeah, well, they're, they're, they're canon. They're in the story. They're, they're the prequels. The yeah. prequels happened. To midichlorians, all Jedi have midichlorians. Now, they say that it's in their blood. Yes. So I wonder if that's true, like a real thing, not fiction. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether, <laughs> like, if they're in the blood, yep. I don't think there are any things that live in our blood except for things that are bad for us, like viruses. We have lots of... We we've have, got stuff in our... We've got yeah. intestinal flora. Yes. But I don't know how much of that gets into our blood. Oh, there, you, are, there are blood parasites. Yeah, there are, yeah. So I guess there's probably some good blood parasites. <laughs> Happy ones. Yeah. Ones that eat other ones, like macrophages or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Things that eat things in your bloodstream. So, so you, let's say that yes. the... So let's say that the midichlorians are some sort of... Good uh, parasite. Good parasite. Good blood parasite. <laughs> so it's it's some sort of creature. Okay. So, I think we can agree. Right. Yep. Like a, now, what I know about intestinal flora mm-hmm. is that it can change really quickly. Yes. Like Just the wrong person. Boom. Yeah. There were these two guys who went, we actually work at a lab mm-hmm. where we can test out fecal matter. Yeah. So we're going to run an experiment and every day we're going to test fecal matter uh, which is a fairly expensive yep. process, but they're like, well, we do, we're going to do it as a, as part of our job, as like extra credit. Yep. 
and they actually tracked their internal biome. There were some really interesting things. For instance, when one of them travelled over to Asia, Mm -hmm. their intestinal flora went completely Mm topsy-turvy and never went back to its normal state. Mm -hmm. It ended up changing in different ways and different types of intestinal flora had different ratios inside the body and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another one got really, really sick, had mm. a gastro bug, and yep. their intestinal flora changed completely as well. Mm. And you can see it on the chart. You can see the day that it happened yep. and how different it was after that point. So that means that some intestinal flora is more hardy than other. Or right. like it's, it's, it can be damaged yep. Yep. in certain environments. Okay. So possibly a dry environment mm. is the perfect environment for midochlorians to exist. But if you're in, say, a tropical environment, then possibly there's more competition in your blood from creatures that exist better from moist environments. So you're saying midichlorians are suppressed in wetter environments or tropical environments? I am saying that they are out-competed in more... like Because tropical environments have a greater diversity of life. Yes, yeah. Like there's lots and lots of stuff. Just punching midichlorians. So you've got to to compete really strong. Whereas big dry places... Not a lot of competition. Look yeah. at the the fauna in Australia. Yeah, it didn't yeah. have to compete that hard. Yeah, and then well, except not with other animals. Yeah, but with, yeah, with yeah, with the nature. You know, with you know, yeah, and then we have pests come in and it just yeah. makes a complete mess of everything. Yeah. So that would mean that the midichlorians are quite a hardy. Yes, yeah, but so hardy. You think that, yeah, so they but so but they or, but or at least hardy to uh, desiccation. Exter- yeah, external yeah. stimulus not yeah being not, outcompeted. Right, that's it. I like that. That's I mean, a, they're obviously pretty hardy because they still exist in people who come up in tropical environments. They're not yes. completely wiped out. Yes, yes. They can hold their own, but in a desert environment, they don't they, need to. They it's go just, berserk. They, they go berserk. Yeah, they, they, you get midichlorians off the scale, yeah. quote unquote. You cane toes in Australia. Yes. Yeah, like you let cane toads go in Australia and they just went <laughs> and propagated like bastards. Yes. Now they're everywhere. If cane toads were midichlorians, yep. Australia would be... The, Anakin Skywalker. would be balanced to the force. We absolutely would. I like that. That's a good idea. Now, I've had a similar idea, I've, but not about out-competing. I, I was much more simple than that. I just thought to myself, hang on, desert planets, water. I think yep. that what happens is when you're on Tatooine or Jakku or any of these desert planets, mm-hmm. you're normally dehydrated to some level because mm-hmm. they're, they're always thirsty. They have moisture farms. That's what they are. They're moisture farmers, for goodness sakes. And I think that basically what happens is those Jedi who develop on those planets just don't have as much fluid in their system, and therefore they have the same number of midichlorians in their system, but <laughs> in a sm- packed together closer, therefore they're stronger. Ah. They're all bound together a lot, a lot more easily, and therefore they can produce the power. Now, why that, that means that a, a powerful Jedi, like you don't see Anakin Skywalker or Luke having big drinks at any point. Like you don't see them like you know going yeah. parties. They don't seem to drink. Even in Clone Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi has a drink in a bar, but Anakin doesn't. And I think it's basically if they drink too much fluid, their powers will diminish. So it's diluting it. It's diluting it. Water dilutes the power of the force. Now, I can't... Now, if you drink water, doesn't it store in fat cells? It does store in fat cells. Are there any hut 
Like Jabba the Hutt. I've not seen. He's, he's immune to Jedi powers. Huts are immune to Jedi powers. Like your, your mind tricks don't work on me, boy, that sort of stuff. But he's not a Jedi himself. Maybe that's because his midichlorians are stored in his fat cells. Yeah. But he doesn't learn it. But that's my theory. That's why I think, I like yours better. I think I like the out-competing better than the nature. But I do like the idea that our bodies that are a zoo. The people can, that, that when well, you, Not a zoo, a terrible you, zoo terrible where all <laughs> the animals are eating each other. Like the worst kind of type of zoo. It's not really a zoo. They keep, keep thinking, but I like that idea that when you go to the toilet, when you haven't been drinking, when you go to the toilet and it's really, It'd be really, like a menagerie, but a tragedy menagerie. Tragedy menagerie. We should write you some Metragony. That's not. When you're dehydrated and you pee, what colour is your pee? Yellow. Midichlorians are yellow. That's my theory. Oh. You're peeing pure midichlorians because you can't pee out the water. There's no, that's my theory. That's my new biology theory. So I think the only way we could test this is by going and looking at Jedi. I think Jedi's pee would be iridescently yellow, like you just had a Barocca. That's my theory. Has anyone seen a Jedi pee in the movies? I don't think we have. But I think it would light up. I can't imagine why. Yeah. In the new ones, hopefully, J.J. Abrams, can we please have a Jedi taking a big, long pee? You never even see any toilets. No. No, they hold it in. You don't see, like, a door with, like, a little alien with a skirt or a little alien with pants. That's true. It's sad, isn't it? Maybe they're all holding on. They can't lose the midichlorians through their pee. You don't lose, you don't lose blood through your pee, though. But anyway, it doesn't matter. They're Jedi. Don't you? No, no. You lose blood through your fecal matter. You shouldn't be bleeding through your pee, Dan. Really? Yes. Better talk to my doctor. Oh, better call a Jedi. Once again, Dan, you enter the time capsule. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's I keep falling technically, the same trick. Technically, it's the first time ever you've entered the time capsule in this if multiple reality. Oh, time. I see, yes. It's technically. The door is locked behind you. Clang. The power comes on. Bwang. The time machine starts to charge. It will this take, is all very colourful. It will take one hour. One hour before you are blasted back in time. But right now, you are told where you're going and when. And you are sent back to Bathinda in the Kushan Empire in 135 CE. Sort of near the Himalayas, sort of north of India. Yeah. And you have one hour to use the internet to work out how you can pimp your time. You've sort of underplayed the kind of near northern India bit. It was northern India. Right. Not only was it northern India, it was like six other countries. <laughs> like It was like Afghanistan, yep, it was yep. Pakistan, it was, this, it was a massive empire for 400 years. Right. It was big. It's a big one. Yeah. They were big into trade. Mm-hmm. Good. They were not big into record keeping. Oh, in fact, there's surprisingly little information Ooh. about the Kushan Empire. Oh, that's some... Um... So thanks very much, Greg. <laughs> I just, look, I was just leaving it open for you. There's basically you... no first-hand information <laughs> can... about the Kushan imp- well, Empire. It means that you could definitely come up with something new. That's not how information works. <laughs> <laughs> did you manage to find something or you just fall and cry in the Kushan Empire? Look, I did that for a couple of months. Right. What we do know about the Kushan Empire is, yes. number one, uh, the records that other countries had about them. Good, good. Because they traded with China and mm-hmm. they traded with Rome. Oh, right. So they were in the middle. Yeah, they would have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing we know is... So they're on the Silk Highway then? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right, okay, nice. And we know that they traded because their coins Ooh. kept turning up in, like, Rome and China. And mm. finding coins of other nations is, a, like, a really big tell about 
what the relationship was between, and they actually have dates stamped on the coins oh, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, there's an enormous amount of information about the Kushan Empire yeah. based on the coins that we've found of them. And they have their gods on their coins. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Have oh. There are emperors on their coins. Yep. All sorts of really interesting stuff there. Coins were first made from scraps of metal. Mm-hmm. Ancient coins were produced through a process of hitting it with a hammer. Of course. You get an anvil. Yep. You get your die. You get a bit of metal. Wonk. You get another die and you hit it with a fucking hammer. Just whack. <laughs> Everything looks like a nail. <laughs> There were also a thing called cast coins mm-hmm. that were very big in the East. What you do is you make your moulds and then you pour liquid metal into it and you let it cool and then yep. you've got your coin. Sure. Cast coins were sometimes used in the Mediterranean area, mm-hmm. but not very often. They were right. special coins. Okay. But in China, they used them all the time. Right. They were, like, totally into it. Did they uh, use paper money in China as well? Were the first people to come up with paper money? Not this time? Ooh. I didn't, I didn't, ha- I didn't find any of that. Oh, okay. But maybe it wasn't at that time. Maybe, maybe it wasn't later. at that time. Yeah, later they started using paper money. Chinese coins had round holes in the centre, mm. so you could tie them to a string and hang them around your neck. Clever. Rather than have a wallet. Pragmatic. Yep. And then what they did is they actually punched square holes in mm. the coins. So they could put a rod through the centre of it. And yes. so you get a bunch of coins that don't spin. Yes. And then you can shine up the edges of them and make the edges nice and smooth. Why would you want to do that? Well, so that the coin was a proper circle rather oh, than being all lumpy. Oh, yeah. Because all see. these oh. coins are lumpy. They look like nuggets. Oh, so, you, so what you're saying is that you can turn the whole rod on a lathe or something and make it all nice and flat and yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, it makes yeah. it easy to smooth it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's why they had square holes in China. I never knew that. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Kushan coins were mostly gold mm-hmm. and were mostly influenced by the Roman coins. So they smacked them with a hammer. Yeah. As the coining techniques get better, they're able to use less actual gold and use them more as virtual tokens. So if you've got a big lump of gold, it's worth that much gold. Yeah. You but if you turn it into a coin, you can say, this is an official coin. It's worth 100. That's what it means. It's 100 coin. Yes. And... Yep. If there's more gold or less gold, you just say, no, this is 100. Yep. This means 100. Okay. Sort of a lumpy thing, but you know that that's the, what the coin is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be actually worth that yeah. much. So if you've got some gold that's worth less and mm-hmm. you make it into that coin, yes. then you go, oh, this is 100. This is 100. That's called forgery. Yeah, yeah. And if you can get mm. a currency that is really hard to forge then that's much better than having a currency that is kind of a mess yeah, of and course. easy to forge. Yeah, you can, just, you can damage their economy. That's like the North Koreans are trying to destabilise the American, the USA economy by forging many, 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 many $100 American notes and then yeah. to try and destabilise their economy. It's not working very well. But no, because they're all in Korea. And well, <laughs> they do get to America as well. But, okay. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. why the Americans... Well, you, yeah, so. you don't want your coins to be easily clipped yep. or... Forged. So clipping, that's why people put serrated edges on their coins, because you'll yeah. know someone's cut off the side of your coin to get a bit of gold off it. Yep, that's called a reeded edge. Ooh, okay. In the old days, if it was a silver coin, you just cut the edge off and go, yeah. and you sell that silver separately and go, ah, yeah. oh, no, it's still a normal coin. Still a, it's still worth the yeah, whole coin's worth. Yeah. So what you want is you want a currency that is really hard to forge. Yes, yeah. Because it could, yeah, destabilize economies. Yeah. So if you've got a, a currency that can't be forged, yep. you can be, become a really strong country. Yeah, because people want to use your currency. People want to use your currency. They want to use your currency. That's awesome for you. So it is time to introduce yes. the cushions yes. in 135 to minting. Right. We are going to print some money. Printing money. If there's no better way to pin my time, it's to it's a license to print my own money. So you're going to print money. Yes. I've given you a license to print money. You certainly have. Man. Now, 
what we need mm. is we have got the tails part of the coin. Mm-hmm. So we get a die. Nice. So it's a big yes. chunk of metal yep. with, I guess, the embossed image of yes. the tails of your coin. Yeah. Stick that on the bottom. Someone important. Yeah. Like the king or, or you. Mm. It's just you going, hey, and like yeah. two, two finger guns, like finger now, pistols. Now, what I'll say is I'll say, it's the king, but it'll be very strongly based on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Then... <laughs> You put a coin collar on. Right. The coin collar is a sort of a donut of metal. Right. So you put that down first Mm. because when you stamp the coin, it actually cuts an exact circle into the coin. Rather than having a lumpy edge, this will actually just squeeze off all the rest of the metal. Got it. Okay, good. Yes. So then you put your metal slug down. Yes. Uh, Now you want your metal slug to be flat. So what you can do is you can roll the metal between two large drums. Mm-hmm. You want to make it thinner and thinner each time. So I don't know whether you've ever made pasta. Yes. Oh, not real pasta. I've got it from a packet. Oh, right. That's right. I bought it from an Italian. Okay. What you do is you take some of the ingredients that you eat yes. and you mix them together into a dough. Slow down, Einstein. And then you run it through two rollers yes. and you make it a little bit flatter. Uh, yes, I understand. And then you principle. make the rollers a little bit closer together yes. and you make it flatter again. And, Crazy. Then again. and you do it like four or five times. And you can make a sword. So it gets thinner and thinner and thinner. Pasta you make sword. a pasta sword. Pasta sword. <laughs> Same thing with the metal. Is you can't just squeeze it flat first because it just won't work. Mm. So you make it a little bit thinner each time. Thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. Yep. Then you put your head block on the top mm-hmm. and then you use a screw press that uses leverage to press the metal down. Ooh. So you're not hitting with a hammer. Yes. You get a big screw and you get a lever on either yes. side of the top of the screw. And you get Conan to push it in a circle. Yeah. And it pushes so it lots of weight up there and yes. push it really hard and then the screw very slowly goes down, but you're able to control how fast it goes down. Yeah. Now, these screw presses have actually been used since 100 AD. Right. Oh. But only for crushing grapes. Oh, so you no can one... get them. You could, you could get one on the Silk Road. I, I, want, a, I want a grape press. Yep. And, and then I, I could go, why? I want one of these. It's really strong. Yeah. I want the strongest grape press you have. Yeah. The coin collar ensures that the coin is perfectly round. The leverage means you control the rate the the impression is made and you can make all the coins very similar and thus harder to forge. Right. And again, the reeded edges, what you do is you've got to get a... It's kind of like the pasta machine again, Mm -hmm. but your rollers actually have two little holes in them so that the coin sits between the holes, but the holes have like a little bastardised edge around them. Right. So it sits in the hole goes through the press and just goes shunk and just slices off the little oh. reeded edges. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what you say. Yeah, okay. Nice. So you will have an almost impossible to forge coin at that point. Indeed. And that means that my country's stability will be good and I'll have access to all the money and then I'll just be making it rain. Oh, oh, God, he's making it rain. No. Oh, oh God. Shit, I have to clean that up now. Yeah, I'm leaving. Bye. Enjoy your newfound wealth. There's a lot of dents in my table now. <laughs> Human beings are natural time travellers. Not all of us, I grant you, but many of us can do it. We don't need a time tunnel or slingshot at warp speed around the sun or a DeLorean with a flux capacitor or even a groaning and wheezing blue police box. Many human beings can travel through time using nothing but their will. We don't know why, but every day people awaken with the knowledge that they are no longer limited to the spatial dimensions open to most of us, but can now easily wade out of the time stream and travel temporally. 
with this new skill they think about the potential now within their reach about the endless tomorrows and yesterdays laying at their feet about the eternities within their grasp and they step away and they die did you know that over 500 people disappear without trace every day on earth that's over 180,000 people every year some of those people would have vanished due to more prosaic reasons but most time traveled to their death when you time travel you can only take yourself along for the ride you can't take a pet or a friend you can't take tools or weapons you can't even take clothing you travel through time in the same way you came into this world naked and crying when you travel through time, you can only travel through time. You can't travel through space as well. In the same way that when you walk to the coffee shop, you don't travel through time. Yes, you travel with time, but you don't travel through it. Did you know that the Earth is orbiting the Sun at 30 kilometers a second? And that the Sun is orbiting the center of the Milky Way galaxy at 200 kilometers a second. And the Milky Way is moving towards the Great Attractor, whatever it might be, at 583 kilometers a second in relation to the cosmic background radiation. And that's why every time traveler dies during their first step through time. They might want to go back 200 years and find out exactly what was happening in Galilee, but the Earth is not under their feet when they arrive, and they find themselves in the ferocious cold of deep space. They freeze and boil at the same time. The air in their lungs ruptures the soft tissues in their chest and throat as it escapes into the void. Their capillaries burst and they bleed uncontrollably. The pain is intense, so overwhelming, it swamps all rational thought and they die writhing in the inky blackness. Some manage to overcome the pain and time travel back, but no one is able to accurately guess how long they've been floating in the dark and so step back incorrectly. Even if you are one second out, you will end up hundreds of kilometers above the surface, still in space, blind and in terrible pain. Or you become embedded in the deep rocks of the earth where you will be slowly returned to the core by the rock cycle. Every day, hundreds of people discover time travel as their birthright, and every day, hundreds of people die. When you wake up tomorrow, and you feel that new ability pulsing in your mind, singing its siren song of unlimited futures, ignore it. Ignore it, or die. Picture the Earth as having a great comet tail of frozen time travelers in its wake. Every time you see a shooting star flash across the heavens, it could very well be the mortal remains of a future-stepping time traveler returning to the planet that birthed them. It's the final walk of shame of the year. Oh, I have nothing to give you. Yay! That means I have screwed up a lot because you seem happy. Damn it. Well, Miss Kay contacted us. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to our story where you said, Dan, animals don't come up through the toilets. You're a crazy man. Right. And she said... I don't want to know. 
Uh, I don't want to know. My parents' home had a septic know. system for the loo, and on more than one occasion, they've had animals come up through the toilet, specifically frogs, toads, and snakes. Oh. Now, this is in the country, like a septic system, That's which right. is not like a plumbed system that we were talking about. Yeah, but still, it's yes, I did say. Still, animals coming up through the toilet. No. Horror, yeah, horror, horror. No, no, you don't want to. No. Things go down to the toilets. It's a it's an away hole, not an in hole. Yeah. That's why, that's why I look at it. And then another listener named Sam Ailing said in episode 105, Greg exclaimed quite profusely that only old people would understand the America's Cup winged keel reference. Yes. Because it happened I, yes. all the way back in 1988. That's right. 1983. Oh. Greg, 1983. Oh, goodness. Could you please hand in your Australian passport on the way out? <laughs> I still want British one. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> If you hear Greg <laughs> make any mistakes... <laughs> Can I just point out that I think as a kid, everything was just Expo, and that was 88. So now any kind of major thing that happened in the 80s happened in 88 in my brain. 88, it all happened at one time. It's all fine. It was all, a great year. It was a great year. Everything happened that year. It was brilliant. Yes. When you hear me make a mistake... Send it to Dan, Dan at smartenough.org. And when Dan occasionally makes a mistake, you can send it to Greg at smartenough.org. Make sure you only send it to one of us so that we can catch each other out. You know what I like? Terrible music. Yes. Hurting me. Yeah, both of those things. I also like science. And it's a distant third. And I like Star Wars. That's come out recently. The new Force Awakens. Oh yeah. Sounds like we're getting paid for this. like sell their. They don't need us to print their movies. I'm sure it'll make a bajillion dollars. But anyway, so someone... I don't know. No one on my Twitter feed seems to be talking about <laughs> wanting to see it. Really? Well, I've muted them all. Oh, okay. I'm about to say. So anyway, some nice people have gone and created a song that's about science and about Star Wars. Oh no. Welcome to Science Wars, Chemistry, Biophysics, Mathematics, which field is best? I understand the force and energy, quantum mechanics and relativity. My field is pure and they rely on me. I see the universe like nobody. You may have made fun of me in high school For being awkward and following the rules Now I've got lasers Wow, that's really cool May the mass times acceleration be with you Atoms, entropy, dark matter Then I can give you a good reaction The elements that make up life are my essence And my satisfaction All the other fields out there are so basic Yeah, I'm the central science Keep your eye on me, I'll get you charged If you need me, call me up on Avogadro's number If you leave me, take a titrant Shove it up your acid buffer Dopamine and serotonin Will keep you good and happy Just get your flat to get Nicholas all set up And begin to understand the world
its mitosis or the study of vision. Even if you don't pass, you'll enjoy my class. Evolution has brought us along. All species, oh, singing one song. If you want to learn about the world, I'm a I am the purest field of study you Immune to misinterpretation, the blueprint of creation, the backbone of all things science. No bias, just constant augmentation with your mind and observation. No gadgets, just your logic and your time. So that was Science Wars by Acapella Parody. You should watch it because it's actually got things written on screen so you actually know which which science they're they're talking talking about. The physics and the chemistry and the biology. But I quite liked that one. I thought it was good. Uh, Songs about magic always sound better than songs about science. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Everyone tries to always get the joke in there. But I liked it. Maybe they should go to... Uh, songdojo.rocks songdojo.rocks and then they'll be able to, you'd be able to have a submit comp- their songs song. that they've written that's right and, and people could give you criticism I assume uh, yeah you can criticise and, 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 but, but it's criticism. a friendly place well, criticism constructive not- criticism yeah, 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 yeah. to help us all become negative. better artists yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. a celebration of new musicians that's what it's all about so that'd be good so can you so if I went on there and said hi I want everyone to do a song about science do they do that or they go go away who are you, what are you doing? we have got John Birmingham <gasps> who is offering up a challenge in January. Oh, my goodness. Currently, it's the one that I put up there. Yes. It's a beta test. Yes. But in January, starts in earnest, John Birmingham and a couple of other irons in the fire. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, I can't. What's I the, can't tell no, you. What's the, what's the John Birmingham this, thing? But I think you could probably take a fairly good guess yes. about his challenge. Yes, yeah, Because good. he has... Only about three things that he's actu- that he actually cares about. It's right. probably one of those. It's two kids and his wife. No, 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 no. no, no actually, no, right no, now, absolutely. Right. Anyway, <laughs> Christmas is coming, Dan. Yep. And I went to a Christmas party, like a work one. Had a great time. Yep. But we pulled Christmas crackers. Christmas crackers. And Bangers. I didn't do the wrong thing. So I did the right thing. I just, if you remember from when we talked about it last Christmas, yep. where I just sat still. And let the other person yank away like a crazy yanker. Like a sucker. And I won bucket loads. I can't say how many. I, I didn't, wasn't actually counting enough. But I won lots and lots. It was actually commented on. It's not just cognitive bias. Well, then maybe it's cognitive bias. But people commented like, he's winning all the time. I was like, yes, I am. Yeah. And I have all the paper hats in the world. If you don't know what we're talking about, well, you need to go back and check last Christmas. We explained how to win at Christmas crackers. It was pretty impressive. Scientifically proven how to win at Christmas crackers. That's what Christmas is all about. 
winning! My favourite thing from that is still just the photo that we received the next month of two of our listeners just sitting there in a stalemate waiting for the other person to pull. And, and it still brings me such joy. And wearing our T-shirt as well, which is even, that's the best thing. They're wearing the Smarter Reddit T-shirt. So yeah, this... Not our T-shirts, not the T-shirts that we've worn. No. Like well, their own T-shirts. Well, we, we did wear them Designed. Down. No, we did actually wear them down. What? So, but we wore them. I, I put them all on. I put everyone's T-shirts on before I send them out in the packets. Gross. I know, it's pretty gross. That's not true, by the way. There's so. a lot of coins on this floor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of another year of Smart Enough to Know Better. It's the end of 2015. Dan and I will be taking one month off in 2016. That'd be January, not just a random month. We won't just be like, yeah. welcome to August. We're not here. January, we won't be here to do any more Smart Enough to Know Better. We'll be back on the 6th of February, I do believe. So coming back. No. But not two weeks after that. Oh, there you go. Oh. Because we're very bad at taking a break and not actually having any podcasts, yeah. you will have the same number of podcasts because we're doing the live show. Hooray, the live show. Indeed the, we are. At the Three Folk live Festival. shows at the Woodford Folk Festival. Yes. Uh, on the Monday, Wednesday and Friday between Christmas and New Year's. So 28th, 30th, and the first of the year, first day of the year. But we're going to be basically putting those up online. You will get them. So you still have Greg and Dan with a whole host of exciting people, such as Spencer Housen from ABC, PhD candidate Caitlin Syme, and Dr. Cassandra Perryman, and Dr. Greg Watson, and Dr. Jen Parsons. In fact, the only people who won't be doctors, uh, Spencer Housen and us. Everyone else will be doctored up the wahoo. It's crazy. And your girlfriend. Oh, Natalie. <laughs> Sorry, Natalie Hansi's on it too. There you go, yes. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. And Greg at smartenough.org. You can follow us on Twitter, SC2KB. And Facebook, SC2KB. And iTunes, subscribe, rate, Definitely subscribe, review. subscribe and rate. Subscribe and rate. Subscribe. Are you subscribed? Like if you subscribe, yes. then you don't even have to remember to listen to no, us. It'll no. just turn up in your... There it is. In your device. That is a horrible noise. That's... Oh, yuck. <sighs> Step back. Step back a couple of feet. <laughs> uh, I can still hear you. <laughs> but oh, yes, hang on, I'm just going to turn your channel off. Subscribe and rate, subscribe and rate, subscribe and rate us. We need that from you, ladies and gentlemen. We don't ask for anything else. Oh, he's, I think I'm out. I'm gone. Can you hear me on the other one? Hello over there. Hello on the other channel. Uh, no, I think, I think I've... No, 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 I haven't moved it from your mic. I've just moved it from one ear to another. No, that hasn't worked at all. Okay. And, it's, and that joke's not going to work for no, the audience because no. it all gets turned into mono in the yeah, end anyway. Yeah, yeah, it really does. It makes no sense. Anyway, so come along I'll to the... turn wood- it down. There we go. Come along to what? Come along to the Woodford Folk Festival. I've just turned my own off. <laughs> Great. Come along to the Woodford Folk Festival and support us there. Or if you don't, just listen to it in January and enjoy it there. We'll be back with all new interviews and all new science and all new comedy and ignorance as well. I do have one question. Did you enjoy the story today? The story. We've done one story once before. Dan did a fantastic story about a string theory cat a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. And I did a story in this episode about time travel. Do you like those stories? I really enjoy writing them. Dan enjoys writing them. They're just something different. You can do more of them if you wanted to. 
just tell us how what you feel. Once again, it's the end of the year. Shape your podcast. We want you to shape the podcast into something that you want to listen to. Longer, shorter, better be shorter. We're very desperate. We will change <laughs> on a heartbeat. Do you like pit my time? Do you like crypto zoos? Do you like us rabbiting on? Do you like all that stuff? Just... Should we turn up at your place and give you foot rubs? That's it. Foot rubs. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Please don't leave us. Please don't. We, we love you. What do you want us to say? <laughs> As we always like to say. What, what do you want us to... S- Wait. Oh, no, I just had a meta moment. <laughs>